Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Intuitive Revolution in Business. Today, we are going to talk about the power of making mistakes with your intuition. And I feel that this episode is valid for intuition, obviously, but also for everything that you do in life. I don't know if you've heard the saying that um, every successful entrepreneur has failed many times. And in effect, that's something that I've learned myself. There is no success without failure. It's the same with intuition. Um, until ignoring your intuition hurts, you're not going to take your intuition seriously. It's as simple as that. So why? Because intuition is not trusted in our society, it's not popular, it's not understood, it's out of your comfort zone, and sometimes it sucks. <laughs> so who wants to do that? No one. Intuition is not all roses. And that's because intuition will ask you to take risks, it will ask you to be unpopular, it'll ask you to be judged, It'll ask you to say no. It'll ask you to face uncomfortable situations. It'll ask you to be alone. And it'll ask you to be misunderstood. That's why one of the letters in my EPIC framework, the C stands for courage. It takes a lot of courage to be intuitive. And unless you can see the value of your intuition, you won't take that risk, you won't have that courage. Because sometimes you need to live with the pain of not having listened to your intuition and live with the consequences. And the reason why you, you ignore your intuition can be manifold. Uh, one of the dangers for intuition is if you really want something so bad that you're going to ignore the signs of your intuition. Or you mistake your ego for your intuition. That's very common because your ego is so clever. It can mimic your intuition very well. Um, so there's four of these. These are the first two. Number three is you hear your intuition, but you ignore it. And number four is you misunderstand it. But there's one thing I want you to remember here, and it is incredibly important. Making a mistake with your intuition should never lead to you concluding that you are not good at this, okay? Let me repeat this. If you make a mistake, you should never conclude that you're not good at intuition. And there's a reason for this. Intuition is complex and nuanced. 
um, you know, it's just like if you said, I'm not good at writing after trying to write your first novel. Um, it's a craft. There is a language of intuition that you need to, to, to learn. And I've, we've been talking about it on this podcast on several opportunities. You need to understand what the clairs are. You need to understand symbols. You need to understand signs. And all this can be misunderstood and it's okay, right? So it will take time. It will take dedication. And it takes craft. So many times when something happens with our intuition, we make it mean something that it doesn't mean. Or we attach expectations to what it's supposed to look like, what results we're supposed to get. And intuition doesn't work like that. It's not like a math equation. I do this and then I get that. It's, um, it's a process that an asks us, requires us to let go of control, to let go of outcome, to surrender completely. And believe me, this has been a really, really difficult process for me because I am not good at surrendering. The biggest danger, though, comes from us having become cynics, comes from us having stopped believing in magic. And that's something that happens to us over time from the time we're children, from the time to the time when we become adults. And I've been um, listening to a book that's called uh, Didn't See It Coming, which I found really um, interesting because there's a whole chapter on cynicism. And it says that the biggest cynics are the ones who were uh, once um, optimists. And I caught myself becoming cynical about one specific aspect of my life. Um, and I hadn't even realized I was becoming a cynic. So it's important with intuition because intuition can lead to such magic in your life that you, um, you recognize your cynicism. You recognize maybe that you've hardened your position and that you don't, um, you don't believe in certain things. And maybe that's because you feel you've been betrayed by your intuition. In reality, it's much more likely that you have betrayed your intuition rather than your intuition has betrayed you. And make, let me explain that to you. Um, very often when we um, start on our journey of intuition, now of course we are born intuitive, but because uh, our families and society and schools don't value intuition, uh, first we have not received the education that we need to receive. And as you know, I'm, I'm passionate about putting intuition on, on the school curriculum uh, for that reason, because it's so important to keep it alive and to keep it vibrant and for, for children to understand exactly how intuition speaks and how that can enhance their lives um, until the, the, the end of their lives. Our entire lives should be guided by intuition. This doesn't mean that it should be guided by superstition. And I'm just going to mention here uh, my book, The Intuitive Revolution in Business, that you can get from my shop, uh, my online shop on my website, uh, theintuitiverevolution.co.uk uh, forward slash shop, because um, in there I do make the distinction between superstition and intuition, and they're very, very different. Um, for one, 
intuition relies on your curiosity, whereas superstition has nothing to do with curiosity. Superstition is usually a, um, a very cold plate of rehashed beliefs that have been handed down uh, for generations after generations after generations. So it's, I, I don't even understand why people uh, can confuse the two, and yet I know that they do. So believing in magic is super important. And maybe I want you um, to try this little experiment uh, of asking your intuition to show you a sign that's going to really blow your mind. Uh, a sign maybe of the magnitude of the one that I mentioned in my very first episode. And if you haven't uh, listened to this episode yet, the one about signs from the universe, uh, I encourage you to go back. But um, I didn't actually ask for that sign um, I actually have I have three signs I want to talk about today, um, and and some of them um, some of them recent. And the one I'm going to mention first was quite a few years ago. So when I took my second son to university for the first time, I was a little bit concerned about him going away uh, for reasons I won't elaborate on because it's uh, it pertains to his own life, and. Um, my father had always been very close to him, and as as well, he was going to listen uh, to, sorry, um, learn about architecture, which was a topic that my dad was passionate about, and that my dad actually wished he had studied when he uh, he was on Earth. And because his father considered architecture um, a, a not serious enough profession, because in in my dad's family you were either a doctor or an engineer he uh, kind of forced my dad to study medicine, which my dad ended up um, loving dearly, uh, just as I love dearly law, even though it felt more of a, a choice of reason rather than a choice of passion. He wanted to be an architect. So uh, he would have every reason to, um, you know, spend some time with my son from the other side, because uh, my dad died in 2014. Um, and um, I, I needed a sign to feel, um, you know, comforted about the fact that my son would be okay. And um, we were in Bournemouth. And for those of you who know Bournemouth, on the front, on the seafront, there's this beautiful metal sculpture of three planes, um, obviously flying into the sky. And, and the way that they're attached to the base of this sculpture is that the, um, the smoke trail from the plains uh, make this, this beautiful um, convoluted um, shape uh, that goes all the way to the ground. And it's, I think there's uh, some stones or some glass that's included in it in, in, in the smoke. It's just such a beautiful sculpture, even if you're not into planes. And this was the, 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 the mega sign that my dad sent me because um, he was, his number, his, Apparently his favorite number was three, uh, which is something that my sister told me after he died. And on the day of his death, at the moment where the hospital called my mum to um, tell her the news, my sister uh, answered the phone. And at the precise moment she answered the phone, three planes flew into the sky, which was the sign that my dad gave her to say, I've arrived at my destination safely and I'm okay. So this was a mega sign and, I, and I, I'm so grateful. This is the kind of magic that I want for you and, and this is the kind of magic that your intuition can create for you. 
The other two signs were more recently when I started um, dating or I, I, I decided to start dating. And uh, I wasn't sure I was ready because um, it was, I think, late February or mid-February. And I had only been separated from my husband since November. And of course, everybody will tell you, no, it's too early. So I suppose I asked for a sign. And the very first person I started talking to gave me a massive sign. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened now, actually, because I think it's it's sweet. So first of all, what was incredible is that this guy I was chatting with uh, was autistic, had four kids from two different mums, uh, was a coach, and his um, absolute favorite book was Illusions by Richard Back. So you can imagine that. And he, he was in Bristol. That To have all these coincidences, all that matching, uh, was pretty mind-blowing to start with. And the first thing he said to me was, have you found your blue feather? And I just didn't understand what he was talking about. So in the end, he explained um, that um, the book Richard Back, uh, Illusion, has a blue feather on the top. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Um, I thought that was pretty cryptic, but I um, it was okay. And... You know, I thought, okay, well, I don't know what this is, but never mind. I did like the fact that we were both gifted this book by one of our first flames, uh, this guy and I. And I thought, well, this is, this is really fun. I'm really enjoying this. And literally the same day, I went to pick up my daughter who had a sleepover at a friend. And um, as we were leaving, uh, the mum walk towards her with a blue, a huge blue feather in her hand and say, um, don't forget your blue feather. Now that blew me away. And this is the kind of things that I want, I want you to believe in that can happen. These kind of signs The I decided in the end that this guy, you know, I'm, I wanted to move on. And I actually believe that you can lose, use the law of attraction in dating as if everything else. And so, um, I was able to understand the things I liked about this guy, the things I didn't like, and then move on to say, okay, well, this is my new, um, this is what I want from a man. And I had seven criteria. And within 48 hours, I, another guy popped up um, on another site. And the sign they gave me about him was even more mind-blowing because I realized that I had seen a car plate with his name and the number 444 before it, literally about a year before um, he reached out to me, which made me see that um, I had sent this request to the universe, so to speak, uh, in January last year, which makes complete sense because I was in such a crisis in my couple with my ex. And for the first time, I actually envisaged leaving him uh, for good. So it, it was just amazing. Not only that, about three to four weeks into um, chatting with this second person, the car whose plate I had, uh, you know, photographed a year before, I found it parked on our road. And this is a car that I had never seen before. I didn't even know where I had seen it. And that was another thing that really blew my mind. So you know, whether it's in the area of relationship, whether it's in the area of business, maybe you have had some people who disappoint you, maybe you've had clients that were difficult. Um, it's easy, and I, and I want you to think about the fact that maybe you are becoming a bit of a cynic, and that is not gonna help your business if that happens.
because you're going to close yourself. Um, because basically whatever you believe becomes your reality. And this is actually tied to this dating thing because um, on the back of these two guys who were really, really nice, uh, even though things didn't work out, I had three scammers and I did make a, a podcast podcast episode about scammers and how they can snuff out our intuition. Uh, I had three or four different scammers and it's kind of interesting because I kind of uh, nipped it in the bud like each time quicker and quicker, <laughs> which, uh, which felt good in a way. But at the same time, I started becoming disillusioned. Um, and that's what happens, you know, if you believe in the world being a benevolent place and then you come across three or four or five people who um, have ethics that are not as, as, you know, as high as yours, let's put it this way. Uh, well, actually completely because they are scammers and literally um, have, you know, and, and it's a big thing. I had a chat with my friend two weeks ago and she said there's huge rings of scammers in the uh, online dating um, world, which um, I, I didn't see any of it when I, I went online for dating in, in, in the early 2000s. So I realized that I was becoming hardened and cynical and I didn't like it at all. So I know that one of the things that you can do to soften that cynicism if that's happened to you especially as well if you've had these difficult experiences with your intuition or if you feel you've been disappointed by your intuition and again I want to repeat it's not you disappointed by your intuition it's you disappointing your intuition by not um, standing up for it and by not listening to it this doesn't mean that you have to beat yourself up let's go back to the basics in the beginning of this episode um, you know Every successful entrepreneur has had to have failures, to make mistakes. But it's what you learn from the mistake that is the most important, right? That's the difference between uh, someone who will be successful ultimately and someone who or isn't, is that we learn from our mistakes. And I feel that when we make mistakes with intuition, we learn so much, sometimes so much more than when we get it right every time. Because when you can look back and say, oh, that's what it was. So I have like a, a big writing across my notebook at this point to tell you to stay curious and open, right? You really need to stay curious and open. And that cynicism, that disappointment um, is not going to help. So really, really do whatever you can to go back um, and and. In that book, um, you know, didn't see it coming. Now, I need to warn you, if you want to go and get the book, that he talks a lot about God. And that's really, um, it's not my scene. I don't like people who talk about religion. So if that's something you're allergic to, you might want to listen to it with, you know, a different frame of mind. But he says that the best cure for cynicism is hope and curiosity. So that's why I'm saying to you, stay curious and open, okay? Your intuition is like a radio station. So if you have, do you remember the old-fashioned um, little radio um, um, devices? Let's call it that way. So you had one, you had two buttons, one for the frequency and one for the volume. Your job is to fine-tune your intuition with those two buttons, 
So the frequency is going to be, you know, to clear your mind, to um, tune into the right frequency, to raise your vibration so that you um, you get intuition from the highest of, of um, guidance rather than, um, you know, from your fear, because you can have intuition from all the levels, um, from the lowest to the highest. And the lowest is, is it's useful to a certain degree, but it's not going to get you as an entrepreneur to where you want to be. It's, it, it will, at best, protect you from maybe scammers, but it's not going to be the thing that gives you the these ideas that is going to inspire you and take you to the next level. Okay, so imagine you have these two little buttons and you have to tweak the volume, tweak the frequency, and you get the perfect, the perfect signal. This is going to take a lot of time and a lot of practice and a lot of, of tweaking, okay? Uh, and you also have to be uh, aware of what kind of guidance level are you tuned into, okay? So suppose you got something wrong with your intuition, right? You thought your intuition said to do something and it didn't turn out how you wanted or the way you thought it would, right? If you think this, it's your ego speaking. And your ego speaks this way because it wants fame, glory, quick wins, attention, safety, and no risks. That's what your ego wants every single time. And if you ask any entrepreneur, this is not how you reach success. None of these things will lead to success. So that's a little bit my 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 sum up summary about making mistakes with intuition, and I want you to actually um, record your mistakes in your intuition diary. So if you haven't uh, got an intuition journal yet, again you can purchase one. Let me just check for sure because I have only one of the two in my in my shop. Um, of course, you can use a normal, a regular um, a notebook. That's not an issue at all. But uh, I've actually designed, let me just check quickly. Uh, oh, no, it's the decision journal that I've, uh, I have in my thing. The um, in, intuition journal, intuition tracker, um, I haven't launched yet. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but so you can you can create your own intuition tracker in your uh, in your own journal. And what I would recommend to do is to keep track, as I said, of those mistakes of, or, or when you had what you thought was an intuition hit and then uh, analyze it so you can learn from it. So um, what did you think this intuition meant? How did you feel? How did you get the information? so that you can learn to distinguish your intuition from fear and your intuition from thinking. Now, I can give you already a very quick tip on both of them on, to make the distinction. Usually, um, fear doesn't feel good. So if you get information from your fear center of something is gonna go wrong, um, this is not gonna feel good. Whereas when it's your intuition, even though you have some bad news, somehow you feel calm and peaceful about it. That's probably the biggest difference between your intuition and your fear when it comes to negative information coming in. To distinguish between your intuition and your mind or your ego, 
is first your ego is usually much more grandiose than your uh, intuition is. It will, um, you know, tell you how amazing this is going to be. It's going to promise you the moon. Uh, it's going to flatter you. It's going to massage your, you know, the part of you maybe that feels insecure. Your intuition will never do that. It will make you feel wonderful, though, whatever um, information you receive. It will make you feel peaceful and calm and Maybe that's going to surprise you as well, because I know when I received intuition about things that didn't feel that good, um, if I thought about them, and that's something that can happen, you will have your intuition come in and then your mind will start to be spooked by it and you're going to start to panic. But you think it's your intuition making you panic, but it's actually your mind and your ego when they step in, because they take only a few seconds to step in once you receive an idea, um, which is something that's been explored quite um extensively by Mel Robbins in her book, The Five Second Rule. Uh, even though she doesn't talk about intuition at all in her book, I do believe she talks about intuition without knowing that she does. And she, she, she says that it takes five minutes for your ego to shoot down a good idea, or as I said, uh, your intuition. So if I could sum up this episode I want you to please not make it mean anything when you make a mistake with your intuition um, and I want you to to look for the gold in that experience so that you can learn more and more how your intuition works and get better at it okay um, it's not one of those things and I don't think anything in life is like that but somehow um, especially, I don't know if you've been raised by perfectionists or by parents who had unrealistic expectations, but, um, you know, when, when, uh, when a, a toddler starts to, to learn to, to walk, nobody tells the toddler off for falling down or having to hold on to a rail or for, you know, um, having all these tumbles because we all know that learning to walk is a complex problem. Uh, a, a, sorry, a complex process, not a problem. Uh, and it's the same with your intuition. You have to be um, brave enough to understand that you are going to make mistakes and, and that's okay. That's part of the process, okay? Don't have unrealistic expectations from your intuition and expect it to be either uh, accurate or 100% and in that case, you are intuitive and you're part of the gang or I'm making mistakes so I'm not intuitive and I need to give up. It is absolutely not like that. And I will um, mention again the parallel with being an author. Uh, you are an author the day you commit to your um, writing practice. Uh, and then along the way, you will learn everything that you need to learn as long as you keep an open mind and you're willing to learn from your mistake and you're willing to receive feedback and critique from people who know more than you do. Uh, exactly the same applies to your intuition. So be willing to learn, be humble, Understand that this is a process that is complex and subtle, um, but also fascinating because of that. And um, I would love to know if you're willing to commit your intuition. And if you are, um, come and share that in, uh, in our group. I will be uh, creating a post for this episode, as I now do every week in uh, the Intuitive Revolution for Brilliant Entrepreneurs. So please join us and let's start a conversation around that. Maybe we could share um, a mistake that we've made and what we've learned from it. That would be wonderful for other people because we can obviously also learn from other people's mistakes. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will come back again next week with another episode. I wish you a wonderful week. And I hope that you will experiment with your intuition and learn something new this week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.